2: Brian Zemrak
1: Welcome to episode 121 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak, your host, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on remakes, sequels, new movies, rumored movies, DVD releases, and TV on DVD releases, and of course, our interview with someone from the movie, TV, and music industry. Now... This week on episode 121 of On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you where it's always sunny in Philadelphia. From that TV show, Tazy Service is going to be joining us. And Tazy's going to talk about the show and all the other things she's got going on. It's all coming up in a little bit right here on On Screen and Beyond. And I want to remind you, too, that uh, check us out on Facebook and become a a friend like or whatever they call that thing and uh, also on myspace and uh, you can keep keep getting information about what's coming up on the show and things like that so uh, check it out just go to on scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see where our social network uh, connections are and you can get to us and uh, become a friend and if you're on itunes be sure to leave a uh, you know a little rating or whatever they call that on there and uh, we'd appreciate your support Ah, uh, let's see, what do we got coming up? We have some things coming your way in the near future. You're going to hear some great people who are going to talk about their shows, current shows, new shows, all sorts of stuff. It's all coming up very shortly right here on On Screen and Beyond. But right now, we have to go into finding out what's coming your way as far as Remake Madness. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, it looks like uh, rumors are out that 1977's Oh God is edging toward a remake. It's the old Kyle Reiner film, which starred uh, George Burns originally, and it uh, will look to have uh, Betty White play God this time. So that's, that's, of course, all in the rumor stage, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Betty White is really big right now. And Paramount is looking to remake The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And uh, the storyline has been done many times over the years, and uh, this time they're looking at doing it once again. And 1978's I Spit on Your Grave. It's a cult classic film, a horror movie, of course, and uh, it's going to see some new light, I guess. They're going to make a remake of that one, and it's coming out this October. So stick around for that one. And that's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a look at upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies? Well, it looks like Amy Adams will star in Janice Joplin, Get It While You Can, and the film is currently in production. It's set for a 2011 release. And Amy Adams is also in, like I said, a whole bunch of other things, but she's slated to star in a film called uh, Daughter of the Queen of Sheba, and it's currently in development, and... Um She's got a whole bunch of other things. We'll keep you informed on those. Let's see. In 2013, you can look for Sam Worthington in a film called Damaged. It's about two brothers on opposite sides of the law, and they're looking to train their replacements as they both face the end of their careers. And that's it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City. (music) Sequel City, well, as far as sequels, it looks like Universal is already looking into a sequel To Despicable Me, Ken Durio and Paul, uh, Cinco Paul, are working on the script at this moment. And uh, you can check out our interview with Ken and Cinco in our reruns page at OnScreenAndBeyond.com as we talked to them a couple of weeks ago. And a while back, we let you know of a sequel to Johnny English, which is in the works. Now an update. Jillian Anderson. of course was from x-files fame has signed on to co-star in the film and airbender 2 is in the planning stages and they say the next one will be a bit darker so you might want to check that out that's about it for sequel city coming up next on on screen and beyond we're going to take a look at what's coming away as far as tv on dvd right here on on screen and beyond TV on DVD, we got some good ones here. The Bionic Woman Season 1, the original now we're talking, with Lindsay Wagner, is coming to DVD on October 19th. You can check our interview with Lindsay... ...from our rerun section of On Screen and Beyond. Now, she was on Episode 90 of Season 3. So if you uh, go to the uh, On Screen and Beyond reruns page... ...you can click on Season 3, go to Episode 90... ...and that's the one you can listen to Lindsay Wagner. And it seems uh, Time Life will soon be announcing info... ...on the release of The Six Million Dollar Man... ...starring Lee Majors. And once again, Lee was a guest on On Screen and Beyond... ...and you can check that out. Just go to Season 2 episode 48 of OnScreenAndBeyond.com and you can hear that interview. And October 12th, season 2 of Dollhouse comes to DVD and Blu-ray. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On OnScreenAndBeyond, movies coming your way right here on On OnScreenAndBeyond. Movies on DVD coming your way. It looks like the horror thriller Sutures arrives on DVD on July 20th. Also in the horror front on August 24th, look for Metamorphosis. It's a horror film starring Christopher Lambert of the Highlander Films fame. And on September 28th, you can check out Iron Man 2 as it comes to DVD and Blu-ray. That's about it for movies on DVD coming up next on On Screen and Beyond Tazy Surface comes your way. Now, she plays Margaret on the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And if you see her on the show, those of you that have seen that show, she looks a little different. Well, okay, in real life, she looks totally different. you got to check it out. We've got some pictures up on On Screen and Beyond. And, of course, if you're listening on iTunes, you're going to be able to see uh, the different uh, pictures of her as we talk and things like that. But uh, if you go to OnscreenBeyond.com, you can see pictures of Tasey on the show as Margaret and Tasey in real life. And uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing difference, believe me. And uh, Tasey's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who since 2006 has played the unibrowed, lip licking, deaf mute Margaret McPoyle on FX's It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's Tazy Surface. Tazy, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Tazy, uh, before we talk about uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, we we kind of like to get to know you more. So, uh, okay. can we find out how you became interested in acting? And you know, was acting your dream when you were a little girl?
0: Um, pretty much. I mean, I I wa- I knew I wanted to be in entertainment. I didn't know it was specifically just acting. But um, I think basically, I think every actor has this. They have that one defining moment where they knew this was what they wanted to do. And for me, it was uh, doing a play at school when I was eight years old. Uh, it was a musical of uh, Roger Kipling's The Elephant's Child.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I just remember just, you know, I loved it. I seemed to be good at it because I won, you know, the little school drama prize for it. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will happen. Um, and then I didn't necessarily train for acting for a while, so... um I kind of got back to it after I graduated college, mostly because, you know, my parents wanted to get me, a, uh, sorry, my parents wanted me to get a college degree, uh, like all good parents do. Uh, so, um, but yeah, but it's always, it's always at the back of my mind, even even the times that were tougher and, and uh, even when I was like studying something totally different, it was always there, so yeah. now t- that's why I carried on with it.
1: Yeah, were there any actors or actresses that inspired you, you know, to 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 continue acting?
0: Um, for me, I just have such a range of taste. You know, I mean, I I love comedians. I do like, you know, um, uh, I I mean, I, I you know, I grew up watching Friends in England, and it was just, you know, I love Jennifer Aniston. I love the idea of. Uh, that you could be sexy but also be funny Mm -hmm. Uh, but then on the other hand I I, you know I'm a big watcher of old old movies because I think those female characters like the Betty Davis, the Carol Lombard, the Rita Hayworth they had such attitude you know they weren't just I mean they were beautiful but they also had their little you know attitude and charm that what's funny is in like post-feminist world we live in you, you don't actually get roles like that where uh women can be quite as quirky and interesting as that so yeah. I, I i watch a lot of old movies that always kept me inspired so.
1: hmm. now uh Taisy, that that's a an interesting name is there is there any story behind that how you how you got um
0: well i didn't find that my great grandmother was called Tazy. um And the reason it's spelled T-H-E-S-Y is it's from uh, the roots of Therese. Mm -hmm. So um, my mother's German. I'm a mix of stuff. It's also a bit of a French name, I think. But um, uh, besides that, it's... uh, it's it's a real name. It's a real name. Yeah. It's just I got names off my great grandmother.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's it's not your normal you know name that you hear every day. So I was just curious about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know most people def, and they also think that about my last name, but my last name's totally real as well. So, <laughs> um, despite my bizarre name, it is actually a real name, and I actually had a drama teacher who once said he goes. I, you know, with that kind of name, you've got to get famous. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a good sign. <laughs> um, and it, it's very hard for people to pronounce, but they remember it when they remember it. Right. So I guess that's a good sign, if anything.
1: So nobody ever said, you got to change that name.
0: <laughs> Actually, you know what? I did have one casting director once say, um, she didn't say I should change the name, but she said I should change the spelling of it so that like casting directors would be scared to call me for jobs. Uh, by not being able to pronounce the name. But then I was like, you know what? That's just a story to tell. One day I'll know I've made it when people can say my name. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just can't. I don't. It's mine. It's part of me. I'm not going to change my name.
1: And, And it's one of those names that, you know, you could be called just by your first name and people would know right. who it is you know it's not like That's you know, true.
0: can't be but then i have such a weird last name as well that it's like you know, right I, to, <laughs> I got the double barrel
1: <laughs> now as far as the role of margaret um how did that come about how did you get that role
0: i was literally fresh off the bus um what happened was i had a friend uh well friend he was uh, guy at college, I guess maybe he'd seen me in plays, I can't remember but um, he was interning for the director of It's Always Sunny in season 2 called Dan Atheus and um, they brought me and a few of Max's friends in, plus they brought in a whole load of actual uh, background actors, otherwise known as extras mm-hmm. um, and I'd been registered as an extra too so originally it was going to be this kind of upgraded you know, they didn't quite know what to do with it, like a uh, background role, like nearly extra role, because, you know, she doesn't talk, obviously. Right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> then it ended up being a way bigger deal, and, um, you know, I, I got brought back for a recurring guest star, but I had to meet with the guys and everything, and it was it was very strange. It wasn't like a real audition with agent or casting director involved, just like most good things seem to happen in this town Mm. (laughs) it's more by random chance and i even remember the ad the uh, assistant one of the assistant directors or um uh yeah one of the pas saying oh i don't think you're going to get this role because you are too attractive and i was like well i'll take that as a compliment but i still kind of you know i wanted to charm them a bit so i talked to them a bit at the lunch table and basically next thing you know I. Uh, they said, "Oh, go to wardrobe. You have the role." So there now,
1: we go. Now, when you're you're trying for a role like that, though, I mean, you're not you're not talking. How, yeah. How do you impress them? You
0: know? Well, I. You know what? It's it was me more than Margaret that impressed them, I think, because ah. you know, because of the nature of that. And again, I think even the day on set, I was on set it was still seen as this little role that wasn't really going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So with me, it was more about getting all that ugly makeup put on being a character and then getting on and impressing them that way. But like, I, I never think of it as trying to impress someone. I just get really focused when I'm on set, whichever role it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I could feel some weird energy of people laughing though. And like kind of looking at me in this curious way, like, oh, wow, this character could kind of come back, you know, yeah. that kind of feeling you get. And to be honest, I've heard so many more stories. I don't think it's just me. I've heard so many stories of that out here in L.A. It's like, it's not just about the audition. The audition isn't necessarily getting more you more work. It's working that gets you more work, you know, more mm-hmm. than anything and just, Doing a good job on set and people liking you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I hope they liked me. I hope that's why they brought me back. So.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny how sometimes, like you say, it was a role that wasn't intended to be a continuing role or, or you know, something like that. But um, throughout TV history, there's always you hear about a role that wasn't supposed to be anything, just a you know background, right. and then it moves. At, you know, like I mean, this is way before your time, but on the Andy Griffith show, there was a character called. Um, Ernest T. And Uh he ended up, you know, being in several episodes over the years. But people always remember that character. And that's sort of like what your character is. You know, you always remember the character.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, um... I, you know, another story I heard, but she, I mean, she was a role in the pilot in the first episode, but it was supposed to be a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Juliana Margulies, who's now in The Good Wife, who yep. was in ER, she was supposed to die in that first pilot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she, they liked her. So because they liked her, they brought her back. And I think, I think that's how, when you get the real creativity happening again in Hollywood, you know. A lot of people are down about this place and say, "Oh, you know, it's all about just being good in audition, and then you get to set, and then it's very by the book." And I haven't found that at all. I I found um, you know, it's a mixture of the people on set. Like you, but also, if you suddenly get fans, that's always powerful, you know. Yeah. Like I, I have. But for being so little on that show, the amount of fans I've gotten is insane. I, I um you know, I'm very grateful that people like like this random deaf meat chick. And, you know, I've got to give props to the ugly makeup department for turning her into such a character. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now, were you apprehensive at all to take a part where, um, you know, they take away your natural beauty? And you know you're a little bit different looking with the unibrow and 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 all that. Did, did you shy away? You know, because a lot of time actresses will you know say, "Well, I'm not going to play that part because I," you know, they want to look right. beautiful. And, well,
0: and... I I was, but first of all, you have to understand when I when I got that part, like the first one that I said it was a little like nearly just an upgraded background mm-hmm. with um was uh I just wanted to be on TV, you know, (laughs) I just, I just arrived to LA, you know, so I was like, hey, this is cool, I don't care, make me as ugly as you want, (laughs) I mean, the other thing I will say about being ridiculously ugly, I'm telling you, being ridiculously ugly gets you more attention than being just another cute girl who recurs on CSI, because what happens is everyone's like, who the hell is that girl? (sighs) Is your trademark, the Unibrows, the trademark, and everyone looks you up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know what? This is what I've learned so far: be extremely ugly, be extremely beautiful, be be in between, but be memorable. Yeah.
2: That
0: that's the main thing to it. Just be memorable, and you know, I mean, still serve the story. Don't don't just try and be memorable for memorable sake. But
1: well, um, when when we post this up, um, we will we always put a picture of, you know, your character and then we put a picture of what you, you normally look like and and people yeah. are going to be amazed <laughs> at the transformation. I know.
0: I that that, and that, you know, that has more impact again than, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I've got, I have booked some pretty roles well this year. This year's been pretty good for me but, um, but it, it's still good to have, you know, if anything, it's going to make a great, you know, before they were something.
2: Right, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and uh, it, it's just fun. And I, I love that show. I was a fan of the show even before I got cast in it. I'd seen the first season, mm-hmm. and I thought it was hilarious. You
1: yeah. Know? Now, how long do you have to sit in makeup to get made up to be Margaret?
0: Uh, about an hour and a half, I'd say. I mean, that's a long time,
1: but it's not too much.
0: Yeah, this year it was a little different because they're HD, they're on HD now. Mm-hmm. So my unibrow couldn't be the usual, you know, three-piece mustache that they paste on my forehead. <laughs> it was individual hairs stuck onto my forehead. Oh,
2: geez. So
0: maybe that, took, actually no, I, I still think it was like the same amount of time. Yeah. But um, so I have an HD unibrow this, this coming season. They
1: got to make it look better, huh? Because HD is the downfall of, all
0: of I know, I know. But, you know, I get to wear a cute little costume, too. I don't want to give anything away, but um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, by cute, I mean, still, Margaret McPoyle's cute. Right,
1: but. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, uh, how is it working with a cast that, you know, includes a veteran like Danny DeVito? Oh, he is
0: awesome. He's just... I don't know. I mean, gosh, if I can... He, he's a really good guy, he stands up for people, um, he's, you know, it's, you know what it really is, and this is what was a good lesson to learn so early, it's still being the kid inside, even when, you know, getting older, or like, things are happening, and you're on, on a new set, and you still have to keep the kid inside, that's what makes you a great actor, and a great person, mm-hmm. and, um. I think that most of all I've learned from him. I I love that he just saw these young, talented guys and was willing to throw himself in there and just say, you know, life is too short. Let's do a fun, crazy TV show that pushes the boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I admire him for. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, will your character—and I know this is a bad question because sometimes people can't say—but will you be coming back more often on season six this fall? Um,
0: I can't say much. That's okay. I can't say much. I'm going to be on—not a huge amount, but I'm on. But mostly, it's the reruns on Comedy Central going on right now. This summer, yes. Popular. Yeah. Um, But you know. My brothers will be on as well, um, so that's the good news. But I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know how much I can say. So
1: yeah, that's I'm no sure. problem. But I run into that a lot <laughs> when I talk yeah, to I'm people.
0: Sure you <laughs> but that, that's even more reason to see the show. That's you know? right. That's right. C- catch those few glimpses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know the date uh, this fall when it's going to be returning?
0: Well, I do know for a fact it starts in September, and we're going to be in the Halloween episode. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, So that's what I can say. But, I mean, you know, Sun in Philadelphia is already crazy enough. So to add the Halloween episodes on top of that, you've got some, you know, crazy stuff happening.
1: I can imagine. (laughs) There's all kinds of things that could happen on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, um, other projects you're working on. Um, I noticed that uh, you have something in post-production right now called Glory Days.
0: Uh yes, it's I shot this feature where I actually get to look pretty. Um, it's also, it's a pretty small role, but it's um it's it's really fun because uh, it's about a, a band that used to be big in the eighties or early nineties, and they try and do a reunion, and they tr- they go to find their missing band member back in Thailand.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so it's like imagine the Hangovers that's in Thailand, with a, like let's get the missing band member back um so yeah it's it's pretty fun but i i play one of the bitchy uh kind of door hostesses
2: mm-hmm. at the
0: beginning of the movie um you know and they dress me up for 80s slash early 90s so i love that and um i i love playing little villainesses you know whether it's ugly ones or pretty ones that's really that's my strength i think yeah. and <laughs> so. um Uh, funny funny bitches I like playing
1: (laughs) (laughs) now I understand that you have your own TV pilot that you're working on can you talk Uh, about that yeah
0: unfortunately as well I can't talk too much about it but (laughs) some really cool stuff has happened lately so we'll see we'll see I want to say more but I can't but yeah I mean I can say the general idea it's about a guy who tries to resurrect the careers of one hit wonders Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, really what it came from well first of all for me at least uh it's been pretty good this year but like last year was very slow so you know i needed other creative outlets especially having worked in comedy and especially on a show like it's always sunny you get inspired you know those are guys who wrote their own show so um i i started writing as well i have a very different voice uh from them but it's uh I I love music. That's really my thing. Like if I if I hadn't acted, I would have been a musician or involved in the music industry in some way.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's really what the story is about. Like it's, especially right now, the music industry is dying. Right. And, uh, yeah. um, and it's that kind of competitive nature and what's happening in the music industry. And this guy, this guy used to have a really embarrassing aunt because uh, she was a one-hit wonder back in the eighties. So, uh, he, you know, he's trying to be all cool at the record label right now. But anyway, he ends up, because of her, uh, trying to resurrect the careers of one-hit wonders. So
2: Sounds we'll see if anything
0: happens with that. But, yeah, some, some nice little leads have happened recently. Yeah. So
1: we'll see. Well, we wish you luck on that. And uh, Now, um, just a few more questions. Sure. Um uh, this steps away from all the other things we've talked about, but uh as far as well, as far let's let's do music. As far as music, what kind of music do you enjoy?
0: Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I love good old pop. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily stuff today, but I I sometimes feel like I was born a generation later because I'm such a fan of the eighties. Uh huh. Um, and whether, it doesn't even matter, it can be underground, cooler stuff, but I love the presentation they had in those, days. like the visuals, like music videos just, you know, blossomed in those days. Right,
1: that's when the, um, everything was going.
0: And, and maybe that's why, because I like music when it's also a visual thing or a concert or presentation or a stage thing, as well as the actual song. Um, you know, again, that's probably why I'm in showbiz. I love, I love the whole caboodle kind of. Um, and I, you know, I I love my part. I'm-, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan even before he died when it was unfashionable. I I I think I lined up for an entire day in the sweltering heat in London when I was a kid to go see his history tour. And I was like the youngest, skinniest, shortest person there, but um, I just, I love people who entertain, whether it's music, whether it's TV shows, um, I, I love the whole kind of big, colorful, fun, creative aspect of it, and I still would love to see Prince live one day, that's mm. really Really what
1: I want to say. Now, now, I did, now you mentioned Michael Jackson. Now, I did notice on your bio that, that you were, or you played yourself, or not played yourself, <laughs> but you were yourself, in a, a film called the, uh, or something called the, the Jackson Five Million.
0: Yeah. What, uh, what's this that? this is actually really funny because my, I was at Sundance in 2008. Um, and Girl comes up to me and she's like, "Oh, I'm the biggest fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and can you take a picture with me?" And I'm like, "Sure." So I get to talking with her, and it turns out she's doing a documentary about Michael Jackson fans, and I was really, really fascinated. So um, we talked about it, and uh, and then, of course, like we stayed in touch, and then he died last year, and she said she's done a rough cut of her documentary, but now that he died. Of course, she needed the aftermath more than anything. Mm -hmm. So she came over to L.A., um, and I don't know how much help I was, probably not much, but we basically hung out for about a week or a week and a half after his death and, uh, you know, talked to fans. That's why it's called the Jackson 5 Million. Ah. It's all about the the fans, Michael Jackson. And you know what? It was just so interesting, not even as as a... Michael Jackson fan. It was more wow. I mean, every single nationality had gathered there. You just got an idea of just how worldwide the star was. I don't, I don't even know if Madonna would have gotten that many kind of just different, varied people
2: mm-hmm. who had just
0: gotten a plane. Sometimes, in some cases, for thousands of you know dollars to get there to, the, to try and get into the memorial and stuff. So it was, it was, more than anything, it was a really interesting, like, kind of study of human nature. And, um, you know, some of them were very obsessive and crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it... some of
0: them were really just, you know, very down-to-earth people who were just like, look, I had a sucky childhood, and whenever I put on a Michael Jackson song, it always cheered me up. You know, yeah. it, there's just so many different stories. And, uh, you know, whatever your taste is in music, I think that's what's great about music. It, it alters mood. You can be going through whatever day you are, and uh, you just put on a tune, and it either cheers you up, or it makes you contemplate about something. Mm-hmm. That's what music does oh, yeah. within a few minutes that I think even TV or film can't, just because it's so quick and direct. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. That's pretty amazing.
1: Now, what about um, TV shows? What's your favorite? Besides uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, what are your all-time favorite TV shows?
0: Um, I mean, right now, I love that. I just love that show. Um, uh, Also, on the drama side, I'm a big fan of Mad Men. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mad Men Justified. I'm in love with Timothy. (laughs) I'm in love with him. Um, and I like, you know, what? Again, it's kind of like music. I have very varied tastes in shows, but when I like a show, I watch every single episode. Uh huh, yeah. You, you know, the sh- okay, the one similarity I'd say about the shows they lo- I like, they create a really strong world around them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I do like procedurals sometimes, like CSI and stuff, but those are more like spread out and, you know, a lot of, different, because they have to be, they have to keep it interesting. Right. Whereas shows like Mad Men, Justified, It's Always Sunny, uh, 30 Rock, they're very like, they create their own world with just crazy recurring characters that keep on popping up again and again. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's comedic or dramatic, that's really, and th- and that's what I want to do with my show more than anything, you know, is create a whole world, that, that world that everyone just wants See what happens next.
1: right, know. yeah, yeah, oh. What about movies? final question, what about movies all time uh, favorites movies,
0: movies. uh, see, it's tougher. I haven't enjoyed as many movies as t v shows recently um, I mean, again, actually, I'd say with music as well, even though I was born in the eighties, I love eighties movies um, hmm I I love you know what I like that I think has been lost a bit recently. What's that? Is those action movies that also have humor in them, like the Ghostbusters? You know, the yeah. the, the fantasy action, the one the sh- the big movies that had everything in them. I think the last big version of that was probably True Lies.
2: Right. Yeah. Yes. I <laughs> was in
0: the nineties, but you know that whole thing of like, it's kind of action. And it's, that's the A story of it. But then there's so much humor and, you know, whether it's Bill Murray walking in or like Arnold doing a cliche, you know,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. saying
0: or something. That I, I love that. I love when, when uh, movies combine a lot of different elements to them. That's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff I like.
1: Tasy, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and we're going to be watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia on Comedy Central this summer, and of course FX when season six returns. We're going to keep our eye yeah. out for you.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and we appreciate you talking with us.
0: Oh no, thanks a lot. Um, I hope I hope your listeners keep watching a great show.
1: And I want to thank Taisy so much for taking the time to talk to us. She's a lot, a lot of fun to talk to, and she's a very uh, interesting. Love the accent, and <laughs> she's kinda, kind of, uh, it's different from the show because she doesn't talk on the show, you know. So uh, on, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So uh, to hear her talk is, is kind of different. But anyways, um, check her out because she's coming up, and she's going to be in a lot of other stuff. So keep an eye on her. And uh, let's see, check out OnScreenBeyond.com and you can listen to all our 121 different celebrities we have talked with over time and of course uh, every once in a while right on the front page we have our, our regular one, uh, our weekly show that you're listening to and of course we have our featured past guest Right now it's Taylor Lautner that's up there uh, because uh, the movie's out right now and Taylor has been a guest twice on On Screen and Beyond so you can uh, hear what he has to say about uh, before he was actually on Twilight on one of the interviews and then the, the other one was uh, when he was just getting into Twilight, so uh, those are kind of interesting. And uh, also uh, another episode of On Screen or Beyond, we talked with the the parents of a bunch of teen actors, and of course Taylor's father was one of, one of those. So you might want to check that out. That's kind of interesting to hear what the, the the their kids' career from the parents' perspective. And uh, if you have suggestions for people that you would like to have us try to get to be guests on On Screen or Beyond. Send us an email at feedback at com, and we'll see what we can do. Can't promise anything, but we'll do our best. And we've got a lot of great guests coming your way, so we hope you keep listening. We appreciate that uh, you are listening, and love to hear uh, from you, from uh, people sending us emails. We get uh, hundreds of emails uh, almost every day, and uh, people are... You know, talking about the show and things like that, and spread the word to your friends. Let them know if they are interested in different uh, people from the movie, TV, and music industry. You know, have them have them check us out. And uh, if you're on Facebook, check us out at On Screen and Beyond. You know, on Facebook you can click on our home page and you just go right to it. Uh, you know. Click on like it, and it'll be part of your your uh, things that you like on your Facebook thing. And uh, I don't know how all that works, but anyway, (laughs) you know what you're doing. If you are on iTunes, we appreciate your support. If you could just put a a little comment up there. So that's about it for this episode of On Screen to Beyond. And uh, next week we have another interesting guest coming your way. So hope you'll join us. Until then, this is Brian Zimrak. Take care.